1: What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to the Completely Arboretum. Casey. Alex, good morning. Good afternoon good to Good afternoon. God, why does time fly so fast? Currently 108 in the p.m. Casey. It's true. I uh, have not seen you. For weeks, where have you been, my boy? Three
2: weeks. Where have I haven't I been?
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
2: right. It, basically, anywhere east of uh, uh, Arkansas.
1: You've been on your celestial uh, pilgrimage. It's exactly
2: what it is. I went over to uh, to the, the 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 Midwest. Yes, the Southern Midwest also. Arkansas. That's right. Not your Kansas. Our Kansas. Oh, yeah. That's what they do at the college games. I think they actually they uh, they say, "Who's Kansas? Our Kansas." That it's- sounds
1: a little racist.
2: <laughs> well, wait, how? What are yeah, you talking about? I think about? you
1: could you could look at that as as uh, an anti immigration sort of oh, chant.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I think uh, I should give some context. I don't know this for sure, <laughs> but I think it's a chant that the school does uh, during football games while they're playing against. OG
1: Kansas yes okay so, yeah so it makes with it context top, yeah it makes
2: sense <laughs> yeah with context oh man I've been watching a lot of SNL and they they did a game called um, Republican or Democrat and in the game like someone would walk up like it'd be like a game show with two two people like yeah. guessing uh-huh. and they would say uh, the person would come out and they'd be like this uh, this is Jane she jeans from here Gina uh, what do you have to say and Gene would like sit there and just like have three sentences and that person would then they would say something that's like in Ambiguous, and if you put it in one context, super Republican. Taking the other context, super Democrat. Oh, is really funny. Interesting. Um, uh, Keenan Thompson was the
1: the host, and he was just like, "You
2: people still don't get it."
1: <laughs> it, was just, it was super funny. Oh, anyway, I'm glad they I'm glad they said it.
2: Yeah, in mm. context, uh, this is Arkansas. How is that's how they pronounce it. Well, we're very glad to have you back. Thank you. It was a long drive. I think we went 5,000 some miles. That's absurd. We went, uh, I think, four or five national parks.
1: That's very cool. Yeah,
2: White Sands National Parks, and I'll post lots of photos about these. Yeah, I was going to
1: say you got to share. You got to share some documentation. Yeah, definitely
2: will. Uh, unfortunately, I think we'll have to do it on uh, on Instagram. This is the best way to see that yeah. because I'll be posting it there. So clap for trees. The number four. The trees is in you know Arbor Culture Trees. Mm-hmm. You, you get it. Clap with two peas. That's right. Two peas. Two peas. The number four trees. And what did we do? We uh, yeah, we drove a lot, and we slept in the back, and we camped. Uh, we went to another cool place, uh, Great Basin National Park. Mm. We're going to go up and look at those bristlecone pines, Alex. Of course. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. We didn't. Um, we got there too late, and it was too closed, and we weren't uh, feeling a 10, 10 mile, three thousand foot elevation hike up to go see them in the snow. Good fuck yeah that we decided not to normally just to be clear we would we would do it oh of course you would yeah but this time it was just wasn't the cards and then let's see we went to a hot springs we visited uh hannah's family uh we got went to a marriage uh in arkansas and uh visited her granny dropped out for cat it was a big
1: it was a big thing you went to a wedding we did yeah i got some i got a i got a picture of you and hannah in your wedding garb you both looked fantastic thank you alex thank you 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 know what you you do a you do a a vest very well casey that is so kind of you to say you're definitely a vestman that is my favorite it's my
2: favorite uh uh
1: look i think Mm -hmm. so have that vest well you pull it off it's really sweet thank you so much casey welcome home and uh, today, we are here to drink some beverages. That is right, Now, Alex. This, this, this episode is sort of your brainchild. It is a little bit. Um, and I loved the idea. Uh, and so, why don't you tell everybody what we're doing today?
2: Okay. So, Alex, as you know... We've been doing an entire season on food-related trees. That's right. And when we first were doing our research to say, well, which trees is it that we should do? Uh, we were like, well, okay. What about? Oh, what about the coffee tree? And I was like, ah, it really doesn't like quite make it to tree level. You know, it really right. I would I would put that firmly in the shrub category. Uh, and then we we're like, okay, okay. Well, what else? And then I think you might have brought up wine or hops. Or you brought up something.
1: I think I'm, I think I brought up hops because I'm dumb. No, no, no. no. You I were just know that it was. It wasn't a tree.
2: It was unwillful ignorance. I I think it
1: maybe was something like, oh, I wish we could do like drink, like hops and grapes for wine. That would be cool.
2: Yeah. And so we're like, well, okay. We kind of moved on. But then Mm -hmm. we're like, well, you know we have this other thing that we could do there's a there's a lot of fun we could have with this let's do it as a patreon episode for all people who are our our favorites our number one in our hearts don't tell your don't tell your friends
1: (laughs) as we as we all know patreon is uh latin for playground
2: it so here we are to
1: have some fun and try some new things (laughs) is that true (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it is it definitely is um, yeah, so we decided that um, for this Patreon episode, we're going to do a quick three-parter, and it's going to be introduction, discussion, review. Introduction, discussion, review. Wow. All together, introduction, introduction discussion, discussion, review of three non-tree
1: drink plants that's right casey we have in our in our pantheon here today we have the coffee Mm. uh, in the form of coffees you have an americano i have a cortado
2: exactly and we did that on purpose so that we could uh, have the difference between espresso in water and espresso in milk
1: that's right uh we also have uh in the form of hops neither you nor i are drinking alcohol at this moment so we went non-alcoholic for the wine and the beer exactly uh, we have, I didn't
2: know there was non-alcoholic wine until like uh, I think a week before I, I went on this trip, like maybe a month and a
1: half ago. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't even know how that's possible, but they no have non-alcoholic does. beer too, and we there don't have going. non-alcoholic beer today. but We do have hop water, yes, uh, and a couple different flavors that we're exactly. gonna try. Um, and then we have non-alcoholic riesling. Yeah, uh, both of these we found from Provador in Portland. Yeah. Uh, so I got some cups there. Mm-hmm. We have our coffees in hand and first we're going to talk coffee. Yeah. We're doing this in the order of the day. So, uh, mm. you know, you
2: begin in the morning, you drink a nice cup of Joe. Sure. Uh, then as the afternoon comes one, one thirty, you slam some beers. <laughs> then by the time you're done with that, it's probably going to be about six or seven. Oh, wow. You make dinner, you drink some water, you go to sleep, you wake back up. And you have your nightcap of uh, a nice Riesling. That's
1: right. I don't know about uh, you, That's a,
2: my that's my day.
1: A gastrointestinal nightmare.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's making a, me
1: sweat. There's a lot of farts there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Casey, cheers to you being home. Cheers to you, home. I raised my oat milk Cortado, which is maybe the most obnoxious drink you could order.
2: Hey, as long as you didn't order it like, like no to low fat, And then like add in X amount, like half a squirt of this full squirt of that three quarter squirts of this. And then make sure that you have zero foam on top.
1: Right. I, I I just want to clarify. We call, I think they're called pumps, not squirts.
2: Oh gosh. I'm sorry. I, 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 regret the podcast regrets my air.
1: And I cringed (laughs) when you said half a squirt of this. Yeah. All right. Casey cheers. Hey, cheers. Ah, I mean, for the longest time, I didn't give a shit what my coffee tasted like. Stunning. I just drank it for the caffeine. Yeah. And I still kind of do. At home, I drink like, I think I have like Stump Town.
2: Okay. That's kind of uh,
1: your base, your entry level.
2: Entry level Portland Roasting Company, y- yes. I'd say. Yeah. Third oh, well, wave, right. Honestly, Portland Roasting Company, entry oh, level. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, when you get a really good espresso. Yeah man does it taste good there you go all right well we're skipping ahead so what did you just drink what is a what is a cortado a cortado as far as i know this is this is the terminology i was taught well i can google it to get an exact definition but the termino- yeah. terminology i was taught is that a cortado is like a latte yeah but with more milk in this case oat milk uh-huh than a latte and, oh and less espresso no opposite this has m- less milk. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, so a cortado is a beverage consisting of espresso mixed with a roughly equal amount of warm milk to reduce the city- the it, acidity. So yeah. it's about a fifty-fifty.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, of course, espresso is already a really small amount. Usually, it's like a uh, what an ounce or two. Yeah. And so then it's it's very small compared to that. So you have like uh, if you get an eight ounce if you get an eight ounce cup, the eight ounce
1: cup is probably going to be half full or so. Sure. So, what what is the difference between a cortado, which is about half and half, yeah, and like a cafe au lait? Is that coffee? Ooh, and milk? yeah.
2: So, a cafe au lait would be um, milk, steamed milk, half a cup or half whatever the size of your cup yes. is. So, not a, a the measurement a cup. Um, so, it's half of the drink is steamed milk, and the other half is normal brewed coffee. Okay. That not espresso. Be not espresso, whereas a latte would be espresso with your size cup amount of steamed milk on top. To fill it up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then the final thing, like if you're going, that's going up, then you have cap, a cappuccino, which is the same as a latte, except instead of having milk, it's a lot more froth and like foam on top. Sure. And then a mocha would be... The same as a latte, except with chocolate flavoring
1: added in. You know what looks pretty good here on this chart? Yeah, what do you got? Is a brevet.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, describe a brevet, William. Uh,
1: it looks like a brevet is, uh, ha- the, the text is really tiny, but basically like espresso and milk. Yeah. And then cream. Ah, that's, there you go. I, could, I would go with the cream. I love cream. It's really that just, good. That sounds just like a decadent delight.
2: Yeah. Well, then if you go back down, this next thing below a cortado is a macchiato. Right. Which is like a damn. How down. do you know all this? I love coffee, Alex. Oh, my God. I get these things all the time. And I, I had a mug and I would always take it. In fact, for years, until the pandemic, the pandemic ruined me. I always had to bring a cup to get a coffee wherever i was unless i was staying then i just get the for here cups you know sure because i was like i hate using uh disposable cups yeah so i would insist in fact i made a rule for myself if i didn't have a cup i could not get coffee to go i had to either drink it there or not get it at all
1: really quick the wine bottle is jiggling a lot on the armrest there sorry no it's okay i just if that had fallen i would have been really upset there you go. All right, my bad.
2: Um, yeah, so I, I So I would always get in this cup, but then I was trying to figure out like, oh, I don't want to get a, uh, if you get a, um, an Americano, which is just a shot of espresso and then water, hot water added to flavor, oh, sure. I would always say put in this much, but then they would always fill it up too high. And so then same yeah. thing with latte. You get just two shots. So if you get a 16 ounce latte, you get two shots of espresso, which is generally how it comes out of the machine. But then it would be like, Super like watered down with milk. He's like milk with like the hint of espresso. And it's like, this is awful. So I wanted it stronger and stronger. So I started getting like, give me a, uh, from 12 ounce latte to a, um, eight ounce latte to a macchiato. And then, Mm. uh, or then I was introduced to the Cortado by my friend, Grace Miller, friend of the pod. And, uh, we were down in LA when I was visiting her. What's up, Grace? And I was like, "What is this?" And she was like, "Cool." We went to another cool spot. It was an awesome trip. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so she was like, "Yeah, this is it. It's pretty good." Let's uh, let's just get this. It's macchiato, and I was like, "Wow." I'm sorry, a cortado. Yeah. So then I got that, and then I I learned better. So it's kind of like a, a slingshot. Kind of went down to almost just getting straight espresso, yeah. which I've done a hundred times, all the time. My that was that was my was, friend
1: Virginia's drink. She would get two shots of espresso over ice. Oh,
2: it's so good!
1: Wild oh, to man. me. I love that. And if you so, really need a pick-me-up, that's the way to go. I
2: do it all the time. Like, if I wanted to just get in, get out, you know, I would yeah. do that.
1: Um, so, anyway. basically, coffee drinks are just varying. Is it like a spectrum yeah. from milk or cream to... A sp- Coffee.
2: Yeah, exactly. With it, sometimes you had water, sometimes you had steamed milk. Yeah, exactly. but there's just
1: like a sliding scale. Yeah, pretty of much. How much? How how strong do you want this to be? Yeah,
2: and then there's the normal brewed coffee, which is right. So there's so many different ways you can do it. The percolator, you can do a Mister Coffee drip thing, a pour over. I use an Aeropress. People use French press. There's just a trillion different ways yeah. to do it.
1: What a world of yeah. of of stuff.
2: And you know what? People are like, you guys are so ridiculous. Like coffee. Coffee is coffee is coffee. My friend Joey would say that. Joey and Max, my two good friends, they would, uh, they always use it the way you just did, just for the caffeine. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys, that's fine. But it, they described it like it's a tool. It's a tool for me to get up in the morning. To which I responded, why don't you buy a nice tool instead of using a really awful, broken down, shitty piece of tool to do the job? Why you've, don't you get
1: something that's nice? You've used this argument against me in the past. Yep. And I, but I, I'm not, I'm certainly not opposed Yeah. To, and I, I recognize that coffee people have their interest mm-hmm. in coffee and that it's a there's a lot happening. I just don't want to engage. That's fair. That's fair. I wanna engage on the most surface level where I'm getting instead of just a cup of coffee, I'm getting a cortado well, or a latte.
2: Alex how about we engage just a little bit deeper than service right now Uh let me tell you a bit about this coffee plant
1: yeah please so there's one
2: sitting in my kitchen there is it's right there hi
1: (laughs) you brought over a couple loner plants to me to take care of while you're transitioning thank you very much oh my pleasure I didn't I wasn't looking for that uh and one of them is a coffee plant it's a good-looking plant. That's right. It's a really beautiful plant. Uh, should should we talk? Let's let's talk coffee plants. Let's
2: talk coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so a coffee is, or coffee plants, um, as we know them today, are planted all over the place, but they're initially actually native to uh, the kind of high plains of southern South Africa. Not South Africa, the country, but like southern Africa. Okay. And Ethiopia is like kind of the the historic like place and there's a great legend to this which who knows if it's exactly true because these kinds of things usually don't have like a certain like there it was that's the moment you yeah. know it's like the almond there was not like one almond that someone found but of course there's all these legends the and proto almond exactly yeah so in this case the proto coffee was uh, found by a farmer legend has it he was an Ethiopian I think sheep herder hmm. and his sheeps or goats one of the two um, found these little red berries and they would eat them and then after they would eat them they would be like Really springy and go get them, <laughs> and so then of course they would uh, the per that the the, uh, the sheep herd or goat herd would be like, oh, I'm gonna try these. You know, you see an animal eating something, you instinctively eat it also. Sure. So he ate them. He was like, whoa, this is some good stuff. And then lo and behold, they started brewing drinks out of it. They started making it into stuff. And then you get the coffee as we know it today. Um, but what he found was a coffee berry is what they call it, which some say it's a droop. Others say it's a kind of berry. It's in the family uh, Rubiesia, uh which is the, you know, coffee, which is really nice. That's is the scientific name of coffee. Coffee. C O F F E A. Oh, it looks like a little.
1: Uh, it looks like a little cranberry. It does.
2: It looks just like a little cranberry, and it's really just uh, this red berry. It's really vibrantly red most of the time. Yeah. Um. At least when it's ripe, and it has these two seeds inside. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen a coffee bean, you'd notice that that coffee bean looks kind of like a peanut, where there's two halves to it. Well, this what it has in common with a peanut. Is that it's a seed that has these two halves. One seed or it has two different seeds though. So it's like one is curved on one side, the other's curved on the other side, like two hemispheres pushed together in the middle and they're flattened in the middle. Those are the two seeds inside of a coffee berry.
1: I know that I think peanut is a good visualization uh-huh. for what they look like. But can we can we try something new for, oh. for and I think Ooh. what was what was the other plant that looked like this? I'm gonna say rice puff. It looks like a rice puff.
2: Alright, I can go Oh, like a piece of rice that has been puffed out.
1: Yes, yeah, like a yeah. sugar smack. Alright, I gotcha. I gotcha. A sugar smack? What is a sugar Google smack? Sugar smack. Sugar or honey honey smacks. smacks. I'm sorry. It's a little frog. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, oh they, my god,
2: that's exactly what they look yeah, like. Yeah,
1: they look like coffee beans. That's that's puffed rice. That is puffed
2: rice. Puffed rice is a coffee bean. Or is Wanna, it, yeah yeah or is it puffed wheat
1: i, I don't, don't know. know it doesn't matter
2: it's that look up that food have it again because i remember having that as a child i remember that frog he was so cool
1: this actually these uh yeah the honey the honey smack frog is cool yeah it's kind of a kind of a hero of mine
2: oh what
1: um the coffee berry seed uh kind of reminds me of uh the the coke cacao pulp yeah A little bit, doesn't it? Like before you uh, roast it. And then you roast it and it gets all dark.
2: Exactly. Yeah, they come out when when they're raw. They're like a really light tan kind of look to them. Yeah, it's
1: like a little off-white creamy. Yeah.
2: Well, as it turns out, they also come off of these beautiful white flowers that are very pungent. Um, they smell not very pungent, but like they have a really nice scent to them. If I remember, because I think I've I've been through a coffee plantation in Ecuador, hmm. um, which was really cool. It was a a plantation. But I'd say it's more of a farm. Plantation feels like it gives the wrong connotation for sure because that's usually like a monocrop of something. But oh, this, man. it was a preserve in the,
1: the cloud forest is what it's called, which is like super high elevation tropical forest. That's the name of a local coffee company named yeah. after that type of forest. Oh my
2: God. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: uh, uh, chocolate. Wait, I
2: said chocolate. Yeah. I, was, I, I was said say. coffee. I meant yes, chocolate. <laughs> correct. Um, well, it's a, uh, so it grows in these high altitude areas, but it is, um, the funny thing about it is that coffee is actually kind of a shade tolerant little shrub. That's why I was like, well, it's not really a tree. It's because it stays in the understory and it does not want to be out in the, in the middle of everything. Mm. It does and it can, but similar to, um, vi- uh, grapevines, um, if the grapevine is living too cushy of a life, it just kind of puts too much effort, and it's too easy for it to make the, the, the grapes, and then the grapes don't have the right kind of flavor. Oh. So it turns out, if you plant them in some place that's a little bit drier, that isn't perfect for them, it's just just right, the grapes will grow, and they'll put out their certain things, they call it in the wine industry terrier, where they have a certain flavor from the ground that they're grown on. Hmm. It's why you can't just grow you know hmm. grapevines every it has to be from certain spaces after after Earth Terra exactly yeah you got it so coffee does a similar thing where if you plant it in the shade it actually will put more effort in into the beans and you'll have a better flavor bean than if you have one that's grown way out in the open it's just in the full sun it's just getting blasted by that tropical heat that flavor is not near as good but a lot of times they grow way faster you can get more beans so if mm. you don't care about the flavor if you're say I'm just going to make Folgers or right. I don't know Maxwell House or something like that then they're just like whatever we're just going to grow beans does it say coffee are they coffee good stamp of approval I see. send them through um, but that actually brings us to our second point well we're drinking very little likely is coffea arabica wow arabian coffee uh that is probably where it comes from uh but the funny thing is it's not actually um i'd have to check on that actually just to make sure because a lot of times like florida there's a plant called uh, was it cornice florida the eastern flowering dogwood mm-hmm. florida in this case just means flower so like florida
1: Wow. Like flora, yeah. See. Okay, so it's not related to Florida. No, Florida but our is Florida actually is named after flower. Correct. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I would have to look into um, arabica. Actually, haven't uh, didn't I haven't checked that out. Fair enough. Anyway, but people call it arabica. So, like, um, when McDonald's came out with its its McCafe, yes. they were like, we only use arabica coffee because that's the better, more flavorful
1: kind of coffee. Specifically, it's the most popular. Can we pause there? Yeah. I would love to hear your take, and I have an opinion on this, Okay, on McCafe. (laughs) Okay,
2: perfect. I'm going to give you my opinion. It is fine. It's not good if you're driving across country and Mm -hmm. you're like, I need to get coffee somewhere, and you have a Dunkin' Donuts, you have a Starbucks, and you have a McDonald's. I would probably, honestly, take... The McDonald's. Yeah,
1: man. This is hard
2: for me to say because I don't want any of them, period. <laughs> and in all likelihood, I would have brought my own coffee, mm. my own AeroPress, even my own water. <laughs> sure. Not necessarily from Oregon, but it's the best. Yeah. I would actually probably go with, um, I don't like Starbucks coffee because they roast their beans too much and they're yeah. too, they're basically burnt beans. Yes. And they just, the coffee is also way too hot. Like, I mean, piping fucking hot. Mm. Don't like that. Um, if you ever get a coffee, here's a hot tip, everyone. Huh, I mean, this is a lukewarm tip. If you ever get a coffee from a good spot, it should be drinkable immediately. Sure. You never should have to Love go to that. somewhere. If it's if it's so hot, it's going to burn your tongue. They're, they're covering something up. It's poorly done coffee. Wow.
1: That's my, that's my Interesting.
2: Um, if you are... Uh, if you're going to these places, Dunkin' Donuts and eh, surely uses just poor quality coffee. They probably say Arabica, but literally um, Hannah, who lived in Ecuador for some years, mm-hmm. um, said if you get, she was talking to another person in coffee, like if you get a Folgers or something, they're probably, it's just like the stems and the sticks and the broken bits and pieces that they grind up and make into coffee. Like mm-hmm. it's not 100% coffee beans. I it's coffee, see. but it's probably not the coffee that you're expecting. Wow. Anyway, so it could be uh it it could be great, but when McCafe first came out, like I was playing frisbee tournaments and people would just say, We're going to McDonald's, get whatever you want or starve. I was like, fine. I would get a coffee there. I was like, actually it's
1: not bad. Yeah. It's not bad coffee. I think in a pinch, even not in a pinch, if you just like want a cheap ass big coffee, it's pretty good coffee.
2: Yeah, it's not bad. So especially ice hot take. I like,
1: I, I like to get in I, when I was when I was drinking McCafe. Yeah. In my McCafe days. Yeah. Um I I had I got a lo- I got a medium iced black coffee. Yeah, and you liked it? No, but mm. it was like it was like a huge amount of caffeine. And it was and like I easy to drink. Yeah, that's hilarious and refreshing to some extent.
2: Right, right. Visized. Well, so the other thing is, yeah. uh, so with this um, caffeine that you're talking about, there's the other big coffee variety we used to call it robusta. Oh yeah, it's actually coffea, uh I think it's. Canaphora, or maybe uh, Cenaphora. Sanaphora. Probably can, because it starts with a C. So canifora, and that is um, not as tasty, but it has way higher caffeine than uh, what you get for coffee arabica. So if you are getting uh, coffee from like like the big Boyds, you know, any like you go to a diner and they just pour coffee from a unmarked bag, that is very likely going to be a bunch of Robusta, which also is grown for the caffeine. Flavor, eh? No one really cares. And then they would just blast out the this bunch of coffee. It tastes like coffee. It's not good. Who cares? Shut up. Eat your eggs and get caffeinated.
1: <laughs> you know when people? Why uh, a, a good a good time to drink robusta? Uh huh. Is when you can't afford a arabica.
2: Oh, uh-huh. get you gotta pinch out some of pennies. town. This you. Ugh. How many people do you think caught that? I'm blushing. <laughs> I am too. Well, let's see. So, anyway, so this is a—it's a little tree. It's a little plant. As you can see from the little guy that I've been growing for a couple of years, they're adorable little leaves. They have—they're um, oppositely arranged leaves, I believe, and their um, their foliage is like this shiny, shiny, gorgeous, bright green. Yeah. And they grow big. They have these little white flowers that go all around the stem. If you know um, a plant called beautyberry, have you heard of this? Another? No. Oh, look it up. American beautyberry. Check that out. They look just the same. Look up the uh, the song. I'm uh, not, not not the song. Um, the the berries specifically, American Beauty berry.
1: Beauty berries look fake.
2: They do. They're like this this amazing, amazing purple, like wild, like, oh my God, what is that? Is that even real? It's
1: like perfectly cylindrical or uh, spherical.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what they look like. Um, that's what coffee grows like, except the beans are mm. way bigger, but they're like these clumps of beans uh, where the flowers would be just going all the way down the stem. Yeah, little bean bouquets. Yeah, anyone from the eastern United States is going to know exactly what this uh, uh, American beauty berry is, Calicarpa Americana.
1: It's, it looks nice.
2: Yeah, so it there's like over a 100 and some species of, um, of coffee. It grows all over the place, um, always in the tropics. You can plant it up here, but it's an indoor plant. And it grows, I think, in Hawaii they've grown some. And other than that, it's in the Caribbean, in uh, Sumatra, the kind of Pacific islands. You can get it from... Uh, Mexico, South America, Mm. and Africa. The best come from Africa, like notably Ethiopia, and from like Central America, South America. Okay. That is where, in my opinion, it is the best. I'll take South American coffee, Colombian or Honduran. It's amazing. You think like, you know how someone's like, well, okay, I can't really tell the
1: difference. Do them side by side. You'll be like, holy shit. Like a Colombian and like an American
2: no, uh, no, no, Colombian roast, like some place where it's grown specifically. Yeah. So the stuff that's grown in uh, Colombia.
1: Wait, we don't grow them here in America?
2: No, we can't. It, okay. we're, we're, we're not tropical enough.
1: Oh, the only I only maybe we could manufacture the conditions nah, or
2: something. The, the only place we can is Hawaii, maybe somewhere in Florida, but that's about it. Okay, so
1: you must import coffee. Yes, must be imported. Interesting.
2: But if you get it imported, uh, and you try it from like an Ethiopian copy, it's very sharp. It's very forward Mm. and it has a whole bunch of, um, super intense, like citrusy and floral notes to it Mm. right in your face. Sounds good. Very, very lovely. However, if you want like that, the classic, like I'm just going to sit on my couch, it's a cool day and I just want to relax and you want it to be more like chocolatey kind of brown Mm. sugary, then go for the Columbia, the Honduras or the, um. Uh, uh, Panama. I think Panama. No, where's the other place I'm thinking? Costa Rica. Anyway, See, this now, Central now, South American.
1: Drinking this. Yeah. I'm thinking from what you just described. I'm thinking this. This must be a Central South American. Yeah, coffee. I, I would. I would put money on that. It is very chocolatey It mm-hmm. is very rich. Oh, so good. It's so. It's has kind of a warming effect. Yeah, exactly.
2: Now, if, again, uh, it depends on your mood, but the Ethiopian coffee and stuff from Africa is way more like zing, you Yeah, know?
1: I can see that being good as an iced coffee. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking the same thing. Refreshing, middle of the summer.
2: There you go. So, let's see. Yeah, it grows there. It's all these in the tropics. You can do it in this, uh, you've heard like bird friendly as a term thrown around every now and then?
1: I don't know if I Ray, have.
2: Yeah, well, th- the idea is that uh, if you cut down all the trees... Of a forest to grow a plantation of coffee or whatever it is, mm-hmm. then you're like, well, shit. Now I've cut the cut. I've cut it all down. I'm growing a bunch of plants. Birds can come and eat this every now and then, but the thing is, they don't not every bird eats coffee and you've ruined the entire forest which is an ecosystem to grow one thing. I see. Also you don't want the birds to eat your coffee that's your money. Yeah. So uh, if you are getting your stuff from a responsibly sourced place A they've bought it from like a local collective of farmers
1: because it's like small farmers grow a bunch of coffee. Oh yeah. I, I Keep going but I have a question after you're done.
2: Okay yeah. Um, but a lot of times they would also grow it on land that's doing other things. Maybe there's some bananas. Mm. Maybe there's a larger forest above it. Most of the time that's what people are trying to look for now so it's responsibly sourced so you're not just screwing over the farmer it's also responsibly sourced in that bird friendly is a term that they've you can get this stamp on there or rainforest alliance that kind of stuff and a lot of those are places that they've left up big trees and then they've cleared out some of the understory and they've planted coffee under in the understory
1: three sisters style
2: yes exactly and what that does is allows for the ecosystem to exist but you've spaced the trees apart such that you're still getting light. And remember how I said they prefer to grow uh-huh, the shade. Ah, there you go. So you get shade-grown coffee, it's bird-friendly, and you have an ecosystem. It's not perfect. I, I, you know, you're know, you still growing something. But it's 10 times better than just cutting everything down yeah. and just doing this you know, out-in-the-open coffee. So it's better on all sides. You get a better product, and you haven't destroyed the whole world, and you're supporting usually some local farmer who's doing something to make money.
1: Do you reckon most like third wave coffee places in Portland are are getting responsibly sourced beans i
2: think so a lot of times they, it's like a focus
1: on their their business plan it's like written down on their like menu too yeah
2: and a lot of times if you go to like the really fancy places they'll they'll show you all the things about the coffee like where they got it who yeah. the farmer was the process that it was because a lot of times you have to like ferment off
1: the outside kind of like coffee uh, i'm chocolate, sorry yes. chocolate yeah another another parallel there you go that's exactly it they're sort of similar yeah kind of things.
2: Oh they totally are. This is this is the number one, uh one of the top commodities in the entire world. Coffee mm. is it? stunning.
1: Casey, my, my question Yes. Have I forgotten it? Uh oh. Give me a moment. I have. If it uh, pops back up while we're talking about wine or something, I'll interject right. myself. That sounds good. Uh, Casey, let's move on to our second beverage. Let's do it. Wait, do we want to rate this one? Oh, yeah. we got to give it a review. Do want to give it a poem yeah, rating?
2: I'm going to give it a, yeah, a rating of, uh, of one to ten golden poems of honor. Yeah. Okay. As the resident food expert, Alex... Please go first.
1: <laughs> Whoa, Freaky Friday, <laughs> uh, Casey. I think I'm. I'm going to give this oat milk cortado. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to rate the espresso. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it like an eight. Yeah. It's, it's very good. Okay. And I can tell that it's high quality. Yep. It doesn't like disrupt. Like I'm not like sometimes I'll drink coffee. It's very acidic and mm-hmm. it like burns my chest. You yeah, know? it's awful. I know. Um, this is extremely smooth. It's like a fine scotch mm. uh eight out of ten golden poems of honor eight
2: out of ten all right eight out of ten from our resident expert of all things poems all right
1: renowned uh poemologist poemologist drinker of coffee mm. that's you that's me for sure yeah well casey what do you think what what do you rate in this uh you want to rate the espresso specifically yeah americano it's i got americano yeah taste.
2: exactly and i wanted to make sure we had that diversity where mm-hmm. this is a little more coffee forward i would say it's well thought out And so I think, so I love coffee. I used to dislike it very much. And then a friend of mine, Jesse, worked at a coffee shop, now closed. Oh, Jesse, um... I know, okay, never mind. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I know a Jesse from our childhood, uh, uh, or your high school years.
2: Gotcha, yeah. This is a, a Jason. This is from my working at the Wonderland, uh, Nickel Arcade oh, years. fun. Yeah.
1: Well, so, what about Jesse?
2: So, Jesse uh, worked at a coffee shop, and he, uh, one time I was visiting, and he just gave me an espresso and said, grow up and drink coffee like an adult. Oh, my and God. And then he gave me that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try because I didn't like it. And I tried an espresso, first thing I drank, and I was like, wow, this is... It's actually pretty good. Mm. What is this? And then he basically, he was trying to tell me and just didn't have the words at the time to express it. Coffee is really good if it's good coffee. Yes. The only coffee I had been exposed to previously was literally Folgers or Maxwell House or like something that was super cheap in the gigantic cans that you get at Costco for like 30 cents. And so I have, I've talked about this with my mom so she's not going to be upset that I'm throwing shade on her coffee specifically. It was the worst. I just couldn't do it. I hated it. I liked the smell. Nothing about it after that. Mm. Then I started drinking espresso, and it was like, this is incredible. Now it's one of my top favorite things, and I, I would. I have a coffee cup with steam coming out of it tattooed on
1: me. You sure do.
2: So I'm going to give coffee, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. The reason i This I'm not, particular uh, coffee? This, uh, you know, I'm going to average out it and its ilk. Okay. So I would like, we went to a coffee shop that I like. It's not my favorite coffee shop. I would if if it was every place in the whole whole city, then it could range, you know, variably. Yeah. So I'm going to do it on average. Okay. Uh, this is going to get a nine, nine out of 10 on average. Great. The reason I'm saying that is because it's, it's uh, I just, I think coffee is the greatest. It keeps me up at night. Sometimes it betrays me. That's why it doesn't get that 10.
1: You're a, you're a bit of a, Hmm. How do I put this? You know like hybrid vehicles? Yeah, all right. Use both a battery and gasoline. Yeah. You're like a hybrid, but you use like 90% gasoline, <laughs> which is coffee, okay? And your natural energy, <laughs> which is the other 10%? Yeah. All right, that's fair. You are you're uh, you're a bit of a maniac. <laughs> That's the kindest thing you've ever said to me, Alex. And I love you, Casey. I love you. Uh Casey, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break because I have to pee because this coffee ran straight yeah, through. Yeah, that's me. true. Uh, but we have no breaks on Patreon, so I'm gonna play a little musical sting right here. And just like that, it is done. Casey, our short break also Beautiful. gave us time. To grab our second drink, here we go. We have Aurora brand sparkling hops beverage.
2: Yep. And right now, sorry everyone, there might be a burp or two. We're gonna try our best to edit it out.
1: <laughs> we can also it's lean right? away from the microphones. Yeah. I read sparkling, and I was like, uh oh. Oh yeah. Well, Casey, what flavor? Uh, we have two different flavors. You have what now? Yuzu orange blossom hops, non-alcoholic. Yuzu orange blossom. Okay, here. I have pomelo sage. Ah, okay. All right, here, oh, here. I've just cracked mine. I forgot we were going to do this on mic. Wow. Casey, please open your bottle. <laughs> it, it also, we, we got it, but it also bumped the stand, so it went up.
2: Uh. Oh, what? So it Damn sounded it. a bit like a fart. Damn it. Uh,
1: but let's see if also we can get this pouring into the glass. Yeah. Now we gotta edit. We gotta edit that out and and export it and sell it on like stock oh, audio websites. For sure, yeah, for a hundred bucks each. Well, Casey, cheers to cheers. hops water. Hops water.
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu/podcast.
1: Just a delight,
2: honestly. When it touched my palate, uh, it tasted awful. Oh, like just for a moment, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. Ah. All right, I don't. I don't really. I, I can't really taste the hops. Am I tasting hops right now,
1: Casey? I got news for you. I don't either. Wow, this just tastes like a little a little uh a little drink tastes like a sparkling fruit yeah. citrus beverage which is nice but the citrus definitely overpowers yeah, any it hops sure does that might be yeah
2: definitely well all right um i don't know anything about this drink this is the first time i've had it you've had it before right
1: i've had it before i quite like it it is it's, tasty it's like an herbal it's like an herbal sparkling water yeah
2: this is a aurora brand sparkling hops beverage
1: yes it is vegan yeah it's gluten-free it's non-gmo this it
2: banana botanically inspired crafted in oregon Aren't you kind of botanically inspired? I really am. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're dendrologically inspired. Thank you. Which is, you know, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah well anyway trees are plants i always forget this. i
2: know you know hannah does too like she was like i keep on forgetting the trees are alive
1: (laughs) i'm like come on
2: i got a podcast about this
1: remember that meme that's like i just i just remembered that the kitchen is a place (laughs) do you remember that no i don't it's like that meme of the guy who looks really stoned yeah it's the 10 out of 10 guy
2: oh yeah 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 and
1: it says i just realized the kitchen is a place (laughs) i just realized this It makes no sense that that's what makes it funny. That is what makes it funny. Well, Well, Casey, let's talk
2: hops. All right. Hops are, again, sadly, not a tree. I would love a hop tree. In fact, there is a hop tree. It's called a virginiana. Wow. It's called the hop hornbeam. And I think, I feel like there's another tree called the hop tree. My friend,
1: I have seen a hop (gasps) hornbeam. You have. And I, in the early days of our podcast... I took a photo of it and I posted it on our Instagram stories, and I said, "Can anybody identify this?"
2: Oh, I many people that. did.
1: Yep, that's it. And I was struck by these little—they're not cones. No, they're actually nutlets, winged nutlets, winged nutlets. Yeah,
2: that are hanging Amazing. down in a in a, uh, a pendant catkin.
1: Yes, and they look like little—they look like little hop. Like they look like if you took like a hemlock cone uh-huh. and a sorceress. Cast a spell on it and turned it into plant matter.
2: Yes, which is, I mean, yeah, okay, I agree. (laughs) Turned it back
1: into plant matter from (laughs) woody from a woody texture to oh, I see a papery papery leaf texture. Yes, there you go. Yeah,
2: well, that is it. Yeah, and they have like these. uh, They're in they're uh, related actually to the hornbeam. Obviously, they're called the hop hornbeam. Yeah, in the Betulaceae family. And, that, you know, that's a tree for it. One day we're going to cover it. In fact, we should have done that right now instead because then we could have done the hop horn beam tree. Oops. And then have people been like, wait a second, that's not food. And we'll be like, ha ha,
1: gotcha. That's good thinking outside the bun, my friend. Yeah, thank
2: you. Thank you. Well, uh, let's see. It's uh, I, the, the hops, the vine. Um, we'll just jump into it. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. I tried to plant several at my house over the last several years. And then I've been stymied at every turn except this year. Wow, they didn't take? No, the first time I planted them, and I had designed. If you go on my Instagram, you'll totally see it from like mm, April twenty nah, twenty twenty. I built this big like vertical planting bed, mm. and I had they had like multiple levels, and I planted a bunch of hops so that they could grow up and around it. Cool, and literally cover this whole thing. All the sharp edges would be covered with this nice, you know, gorgeous vine. Yeah, um, vining plant, I should say. Wow, giving it away. Um, but needle-like leaf. Yeah, vining oh. plants. Yeah, freaks. Oh, we gotta. Can we just say real, real American terms here? <laughs> well, it ended up being that I had to rip that whole thing out because we had to move immediately. Tried to plant it the next place. Um, but they didn't take very well. Hmm. And then we had to move from that place like six months later at uh, in the middle of winter. Wow. Took them up, but then obviously, uh, well, not obviously, they are a perennial vining plant, which dies back to a rhizome at the end of the season okay. and then grows back up from the ground every year. So, at this point, it was January. They had completely died back. I'm like, well, I have no idea where these things are. Yeah. I'm going to dig them up and hope that they're there. I think that they're there. And then plant them and gave some to my mom and then kept some. I couldn't find them. I don't, I think they've all died, those original ones. They've disappeared. Wow. They're either at the original house or they're in the ether somewhere in the world. They were eaten by the earth. Probably, Yeah. And then it turns out, so I bought three more. One of them did not do very well. Two did very fine, and I planted them around a fire pit. But because there's a, we had a big burn ban literally from like June all the way through to the end of September, couldn't burn anything back there. So sat in that area, never. There's no trees mm. around it. So I just had a rough time with, with hops recently.
1: But Casey, I'm really sorry about that. Hey, thanks, Alex. They don't seem easy to, to grow.
2: That's the thing. They are. They oh, grow like twenty feet in a in a year. They grow really fast when they're established. I attempted to make you feel better. I uh, no, I appreciate and you. I fucked up. No, you made me feel a lot better just by saying that
1: sucks. Oh, I see.
2: But, but they are easy. Like that's the problem. They're so easy to grow. I've just everything's been going wrong with me either experiencing them or uh, having them in place
1: long enough to like get established. Yeah, you're hit. You're hitting some unforeseen obstacles. Exactly.
2: Um, but let's see. So they are. I say a vining plant because they're not like a true vine that um, like. Like, that's its method. Like, it grows up and it either has, like, uh, they call them radicans, which are short for radical, which is uh, basically means feet, which I hmm. didn't know this. Um, but um, they put their hmm. these little growing things. Yeah, look up the etymology yes. of, of the word. I'm
1: not going to be able to move on before I Yeah, do. sorry.
2: I'll keep talking while you look it up. Um, okay. Radical. Radical. The, where that comes from, or radicans, which means, like, that also comes from the same base.
1: Am I spelling R-A-D-I-C-A-L? R-
2: uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Oh wow! Give it, give it, give it to us. What we got? Okay, hold on. Let me, let me get a quick synop. Yeah, here. I hope
2: everyone loves this, uh, this episode. This is very sur- sur- circuitous. I'm
1: having a nice time.
2: Yeah. Well, so anyway, hops grow up, and then they, um, they just have hairs that face downwards, since that's what gives them the ability to latch onto things and grow up. And they also twist around in a mm. counterclockwise fashion, and then they'll climb up things, and then they put these little tiny flowers out that attract butterflies but are wind-pollinated, and then they grow these little hops. Hops, of course, being famous for being used in beers. That's right. The scientific name is Humulus lupulus, and you know what it is? Where Lupulus means, uh, it's Latin for little wolf, lupulus. Yes. And what that Lupine, actually- Lupine, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, and and lupus, uh, or I think that's the scientific name for wolves, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Um, Lalu in French, L O U P. Lalu, yeah. Bonjour, Lalu. Bonjour, Lalu. So, it turns out that this is actually what? called that because they um, they called it the little wolf because it would strangle and kill little uh, or other plants around it because it would like grow and just take over a plant and shade it out. Fascinating. So, they grow up. They're these little vining things and they have these little hop things which are, they're actually in the cannabaceae family. So, they have that really like citrusy, lemony kind of smell that you could get from like if you open up a, a jar of weed and smell that, you're like, whoa, it's not the skunk. It's like the citrus smell. Yeah. And, good weed. Yeah exactly weed from Oregon Mm -hmm. and so they ended up uh growing these and put them in beer because that same uh stuff like it's this little yellow powder that grows it looks almost exactly the same as like a little nut with a wing on it a nutlet it grows almost exactly the same way but it has this powder that grows at the base of it and that's what actually gives the scent and the smell and they call it lupulin i believe is the name of this like um this material or this powder, this uh, this stuff, and they would take that, throw it in the beer, and it would act as not only a preservative but it would flavor the beer and add that much more citrusy, poppy sort of taste to it. And the famous beers that use a lot of them are the IPAs. And do you know why
1: they're called IPA? India Pale Ale. Correct. Because uh, the trading the the no.
2: Yeah, you, you got it right. They would go from England, which is where this kind of oh, was developed.
1: Okay, can I try again? Yes. From If you were traveling from England to India, yeah. you needed a beer that was very... Uh, f- uh, f- Preserved and fermented and preserved yes. to, to last you the trip. Uh huh. So you would bring this insanely uh, hoppy uh, per, uh, uh, fermented beer. Exactly. Because you beer. had to
2: go down past the Horn of Africa yeah. and back up. Huge. Yeah. Trip. That's exactly. It. At least as far as I know, that is the the legend. You know, there's always, hey is it was it.
1: I'm pretty sure this is actually uh, pretty true. Casey, I haven't. Uh, I have an update. Okay, go to we got. Radical, as an adjective. Uh, late okay. 14th century, originating in the root or ground. Yes. Uh, vital to life. Uh, it can also mean, uh, from the Latin, radicalis. Yep. R- ridic- it almost sounds like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, of or having roots. Yeah. From the Latin, Radix. Uh, genitive uh, just means root yeah um, so it means
2: root or feet and so now you're like well why do we call people who are like political things why do we call them radicals
1: yeah it's
2: because they're like grassroots movements Ah,
1: okay where they've
2: moved up like this is a sort of ground welling radical root like thing that people have believed in and they are called radicals
1: so it's meaning in that sense has been a bit bastardized yeah because when we when we say somebody has radical views it's like Now it's like they're an outlier. Yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly. Which yeah, so that that has shifted as language, of course, does. But when I learned that that like comparison, I was like, oh, that's really curious. Interesting. Yeah. So these don't have these radicans, the
1: hops, and they just grow up, they die back to a rhizome right at the base, and then they send up all these new shoots. I have one more. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's no. I can't can't stop reading this etymology on radical. The mathematical radical sign. So that's something in mathematics. Yeah. The radical sign placed before any quantity to denote that its root is to be extracted yes like square root
2: exactly i was gonna say the radical is the uh the
1: square root sign isn't it yes yeah the sign itself is a modification of the letter r uh yeah interesting
2: it's a modification of the letter r is in radical
1: yes oh my
2: god that just brings so many like circles into one vision that's so cool. So that means you're supposed to get to the root of, it, root of it, which would be the square root of it, because the square is what you'd get to get up. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, yeah. The little the little square root sign yeah. looks like an R.
2: That's stunning.
1: See, you know you're like, trees are related to everything, and yeah. it, uh, for me, that's etymology. Well,
2: see, that's the thing, Alex. They're the same thing. Okay. Yeah. What What are we talking about right now? We're talking about tree things, and that gets us onto the etymology thing. Right. And now we're talking math. I see. I I give you credit though, just to be clear. I also agree because language does the same thing. Like it's so permeating our culture, right?
1: Yeah. Well, so, Casey, let's get back to the root of this conversation.
2: Oh my god! The hop. <laughs> Great thing. Um, that's it. That's hops. I love them. They're they're Wonderful. flowers. I believe they're oppositely arranged flower or leaves. Sorry, not flowers. And they come out and they have these big, like trilobed lobed things to them. So they look a lot like a, um, mulberry tree or something like that with these mm. big rounded kind of goofy looking lobes that come out. And of course, there's a million varieties of them. There's like the Simcoe, and there's Chinook, and there's this other kind, like uh, zero hops or something like that. So, and there's only certain places that grow them commercially. The Pacific Northwest is one of them. Like yeah. the Yakima Valley is a big one, well, Valley as well, as well as um, some places in Bavaria, of course, Germany, noted for oh, sure. their beers. And down in, I think, New Zealand, Australia has a lot of good hop growing hmm. spaces. And these are, like, at the commercial level. Of course, you can grow hops anywhere. I grew them in my backyard. But you can grow them only in a commercial way in, like, these sorts of specific areas. I see. And they started to develop certain flavors because you can get, just like anything, a certain kind of flavor profile from a certain kind of hop. Yeah. So, Centennial hops have this kind of flavor. Um, some have these really citrusy flavors that make you think you're drinking a starburst beer. Hmm. Others are really just bitter and sour and you put them in there and you're just like, wow, I love this. Yeah. And you have this bitter beer face, which uh, was made famous by what, Coors or Budweiser, I
1: think. I think it was Budweiser. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was like, I grew up and I look back and I'm like, yeah, I want that bitter beer face. That's so much better than your sweet, not bitter beer. I don't know. It's the (laughs) worst.
1: Isn't, isn't that, isn't. That beer, the beer that gives you bitter beer face.
2: Yeah, it does. I well,
1: yeah, maybe you just drink it and you're just like, this is the worst. Or beer are they I've saying? Ever are they, Is that anti IPA? Is that anti? I think that's new that wave.
2: I think it's new wave because when I think back, those commercials were going on in like the 90s. Yeah, and most like in Oregon, the big breweries that we now know and love. In fact, some of them have gone out of business. They all started in like 86, 88. McMenamins and Rogue mm. um, Bridge or Bridgeport Brewing started way back then. There you go windmere all these breweries that today are like the big ones they started in the late 80s and then in the 90s that really started getting blown up and i remember my mom in like the two early mid 2000s was like well actually no portland's and oregon's really known for beer Mm -hmm. and i was like really and then i started looking into it of course i wasn't able to drink at the time wasn't even interested and then it turns out then i was like oh my god this is they're everywhere and Now of course the craft beer scenes exploded all over the world more or less. But yeah, that was the I think they put that those commercials out because craft beer was like having this resurgence, like this slow groundwelling, and all of a sudden everyone's like, actually I there's other options. There's other options than the American lager. Yeah. Which is just, you know.
1: And Bud it's so it's so interesting from a marketing perspective that Budweiser was like like all this good beer is taking off how do we get people to drink bud again yeah
2: exactly let's
1: let's say that the good beer is actually kind of bad there you go brilliant (laughs) that was their campaign yeah Casey we're gonna have one more musical sting as I grab our third beverage from the fridge excellent and it's happening right now Just like that, it happened again, Casey. We're back from a short break.
2: Stunning. Now, Alex, I did want to make uh, one interjection. Yeah. Before we move on to the next, uh, the next plant. Yes. Wanted to make sure that I knew how you feel about this last one, Humulus lupulus, the hop vine. Alex is our resident food expert. We're going to let you go first.
1: <laughs> All right. I this this hop. I'm gonna rate this hop water because it's been a while since I've had beer. All right, and I don't really feel like rating beer. That's fair. Emotionally, it's like a zero.
2: I gotcha. Yeah, so that's.
1: this hop water, I don't know, Casey. If if these didn't cost like three dollars a bottle, mm-hmm. I I would maybe like drink these on the reg.
2: Yeah, they're like this is good. a
1: nice treat. It's delicious, really. Um, and it it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the coffee I just had, but it does it does make my head kind of buzz. Oh, um, which I might be the coffee, and I'm very hungry. So yeah, that might maybe be what's a little happening. bit of both.
2: Yeah, because I'm like, there's no like the 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 ing- hops do not make something alcoholic. It's strictly right. an additive
1: afterwards. Right. So this is not like non-alcoholic beer where that still has like 0.05. Yeah. Alcohol, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would not affect me anyway. So it's completely psychosomatic. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this hop water like a 7.5 out hey, of 10 golden comes go. of honor. I think it's
2: pretty good number. It's pretty
1: good. Casey, what are you giving it?
2: All right. So, I also, also feel
1: free to rate hops in general if you
2: Yeah. Might. I'm going to rate hops in general and I'll rate this water. This water is delicious, although it doesn't taste like hops, which I was kind of hoping for, but yeah. maybe I don't know what hops really taste like because I've always had it in like beer.
1: I think we should be thankful this doesn't taste like hops. Yeah because whatever it is it's well balanced right? yeah it's a it's a great balance of yeah. flavors so
2: i'm gonna give this drink also like i'm gonna give it an eight because uh nice. I, I like this kind of stuff i think it's really good i think it's it's fancy it's made in clack Miss oregon i know that place no kidding yeah that's what it says bottled there
1: that's where i grew up uh-huh. yeah me too amazing
2: however hops uh, i love hops yeah one of my top favorite vines i think they're beautiful i like that they die back
1: <laughs> i love, I I love bold their bold smell you bur- <laughs> just drinking too <laughs> much burp of this. machines <laughs> Um, you I, and I, hey, you know what? We're what? A, we're a lot like Charlie Bucket and Grandpa Joe. Yeah, we sure are, aren't burping we? Burping yeah, in that yeah. bubble factory. Too
2: much. We're going to start, well, we got to float. That, that's how we go down. Yeah, it's yeah. a good thing to burp. Exactly. It brings us back down to earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think that it's, um, I like hops quite a bit. I think they're delicious. I like hoppy beer. I'm not a fan of the non hoppy beers. I, I drink almost exclusively IPAs. Wow. Um, that's not 100% true, but it's like 95% true. They are, I just, I love the flavor. I think a very well-done beer has a lot of hops in it and will taste well-balanced with a lot of hops. Sure. Um, Again, though, just like coffee, it does betray me. When you have too much of a good thing, Uh, it is a bad thing. In fact, sometimes people say, well, it's always a bad thing. You just have too much of a bad thing. It is poison. Mm. Uh, At least if you have it with the alcohol added back in. So, I'm going to say... I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give hops I'm gonna give hops an eight an eight point zero. That's a good score. Yeah, because I think they they are what make beer for me very much worth drinking. Yeah. Because if it was if they didn't exist and you didn't have that like really citrusy notes in a bunch of beer, I think I'd be like, meh, not really interested. It just doesn't taste very good.
1: Which exists like barley barley and um, what was it malted barley or something? Yeah, what, yeah, what that's is what normal, they usually do. Like like. Uh, domestic beer
2: made with um well then domestic beers are actually brewed a lot with rice and corn okay um like your paps and your brewers or your coors and things like that okay um but if you get like a craft beer they usually have a mash tun made with wheat and barley and some other kinds of like wheat things like you can have wheat beers where they're just made with wheat and they're gluten uh I have no gluten in them at all.
1: Your Hefeweizens.
2: exactly. Yeah, wits and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it it just matters like uh, uh, if you have ales or lagers, two different kinds. They usually have some amount of barley and hops. Those are the big things. I'm sorry, barley and wheat are the okay. big things that they're they're roasting in there. At least to my
1: understanding, there could be other things. I think oats sometimes. Well, Casey, that was our review of hops. Mm. Let's move on to our third beverage now. Yes, we had a bit of a we have a bit of a story around on this one we have some wine this is non-alcoholic wine yep you had found a non-alcoholic red wine mm-hmm. which you prefer you prefer re- you red wine guy Don't i do that's correct uh and but we 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 couldn't find it for this episode yeah in time so we have sort of a backup and it is a riesling which, if I'm familiar with riesling, it's seen as sort of a dessert wine. I think so, but it's I'm not really sure. Actually, probably extremely sweet and uh, and uh, and uh, tart. I would reckon. <sighs>
2: yeah, probably.
1: Um, so I'm gonna unscrew this bottle of wine. That's how you know it's high quality.
2: Yep, I got a, my just uh, cleansed my palate, but I'm gonna use my oh. coffee cup uh, mug, which is also made by uh, one of our fungal associates. So um, all the best. This is my Mr. Tomato mug.
1: Yeah, and I have a Mr. Walnut mug, which is a reference from, like, our second episode.
2: Yeah, so OG
1: listeners, you're the best. So I'm going to read the little label on the back here. Johannes Leitz, awarded winemaker and Riesling enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, we tried to do something (laughs) without interrupting, and uh, I couldn't handle it. (laughs) No, it was my fault. Um, So this, this Riesling enthusiast... Has produced this de-alcoholized Riesling in an elegant style with pure fruit and a lot of freshness. Casey, bring that mug on over here. I'm going to give you a pour. Would you like a short pour or a long pour? Long pour, please. That's a lot. There we go. All right. I, you know, I've been Casey. We were just talking about my sobriety during the break. Yeah, I've been sober for about 520 days. This is incredible. Pouring. <laughs> I am, I'm I'm having water. like <laughs> I'm having like anxiety pouring from this bottle this wine bottle into a cup makes you feel like you're about to, yes. to slam down some Riesling yeah it like got me a little nervous but yeah. we're gonna do it because I know it's safe yeah for me. well I,
2: yeah I don't want to trigger you just to be very clear if this is uh, if this is not gonna be good for you
1: no we don't have to do this is like exposure therapy this is good
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the first thing i thought of was um a clockwork orange when they put that glass like that forces his eyes stay open oh my god (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna put a put a uh, like the the brace thing or that when they're working in your mouth Uh like keep your mouth open we'll just keep pouring (laughs) on you. (laughs) this is not alcoholic you're gonna like it uh casey cheers cheers now we move to the evening portion of the show Mm. Oh boy. Your reaction, Alex, uh, for those of you who can't see, he closed his eyes, winced a little bit. Now he's uh,
1: rubbing his face because he is un- mm. unhappy with that. Oh. It's making my jaw get tense. You know when something's really tart and it makes your jaw tense up? Uh
2: Actually, literally, Hannah was saying this just yesterday where she had a grapefruit and Mm. and she was like, yeah, it doesn't happen to everybody. And when it does happen to somebody and I'm like, hey, you, uh, we, us. And they're like, yeah, oh my God, one of us. Yeah. I don't think that happens to me. I think it does sometimes.
1: Maybe you just have a higher tolerance for tart I guess so. I
2: drink a lot of beer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Wow, I'm gonna take another sip. So
2: it's a, it, it almost tastes a little bit bubbly, oh, Lord. but I don't know. If it, it honestly, it just tastes like grape
1: juice. The smell, yeah. When you put it up to your nose to drink it, yeah. Or your mouth to drink it. Rather, uh-huh. I'm not pouring this up my nose. He,
2: he is though. Don't let him fool you, you guys.
1: <laughs> Alex, you'll drown. <laughs> yeah. Uh Is like so flashbacky. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it smells. It to me, it smells like cheap wine.
2: Yeah, it does. It does. I, but that's. I think that's just for me. Ooh, white wine is this. Yeah, like, I, I don't yes, like white wine. It smells like cheap white wine. Exactly. All right. So it before tastes
1: decent. I mean,
2: it's not bad. It tastes like a Riesling, which is just you know a a a cheap and uh, you know
1: it's, sweet wine. It's not cold enough. That's fair, and it, we should. I, sh- I want to be drinking it out of a glass, uh, not a plastic cup. Yeah, that probably helps with the cheapness factor. In I, f- it. I feel like it's incor- it's incorporated a little bit of something.
2: Uh, well, drinking it out of this lovely mug is actually quite satisfying for me. I'm glad. I usually usually drink my wine out of mugs or like mason jars.
1: I need food so bad, Casey. Hey, no, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna get you we're gonna get you chocolate wasted right now. Well, Casey, wine, of course, made from grapes, yes, sir. That is right. A plant that we could
2: not unfortunately give a review for in an official capacity because, as they say, rules is rules.
1: Yes, it is not a tree. We cover trees, motherfuckers. Yeah. And if
2: someone I, man, the 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 flat or the the backlash we'd get from that. Yeah. It's stunning.
1: The three emails we'd receive. Yeah.
2: We'd shut the show down. We'd shut it down. We'd have to put out an apology episode.
1: Yeah. We'd have to take a couple weeks off. I always think about this when we when we like say or do something that upsets that is upsetting in some way to our listeners. Uh-huh. We receive like, you know, Two, two. E- maybe we we receive one or two emails about yeah, something. Yeah, and you know, out of the out of the thousands of people who listen to the show, it's like it two, us. two people cared. Yeah, and then like we cry. Twenty thousand didn't didn't give a shit. Hey, yeah, at least not <laughs> but, enough to send an email. But still, send the emails, people. We really enjoy them. Uh, I enjoy them, but uh, <laughs> Alex, sorry, you don't. <laughs> but um, what was I saying that for? I don't know. This, I think, I'm getting drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of uh, we have had a lot of non-alcoholic things. I'm getting like mentally drunk.
2: Yeah, which is good. This is this is good. This we're going to flow right now.
1: Yeah, I really do feel something. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I feel a little lightheaded. And which
2: which is funny because it can't be from this because the two things we had were explicitly
1: like not even remotely alcoholic. I know, but it's just it's, uh, it's, it's a it's a mental thing. Yeah, it's mental. You guys, response. Response. everyone on our
2: show right now, we're going through a journey.
1: <laughs> Alex is peaking right now. <laughs> you're literally glowing
2: (laughs) all right before we get too far let's talk about what a grapevine is vitis everyone's heard this right wow vitis vitis v-i-t-i-s
1: vitis root
2: vitis vitis uh vitus is the genus name for grapes okay cool and grapevines is i i think 79 species is what the wikipedia page says and i just i wanted to look this up even further but man there's so many different things between species and varieties which always becomes so so challenging to to figure out then you have your
1: subspecies
2: yeah and then also like the problem that um we're gonna have is a we weren't gonna go like we've been doing research on other things and i was like i'm not gonna spend three hours today looking up the different species and varieties of grapes yeah. we're just gonna be talking about what we think about them um, so sorry you guys this is the one that I'm like eh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna stick with Vitus for this cool um, but a lot of the the grapevines that you get um, they grow wild all over the place there's native ones in Eastern Oregon and Northern California mm-hmm. there's native ones all over the East Coast and over the you know the northern half of the world mostly and I think they go down a little bit into the tropics every now and then hmm. However, they are a big woody vine that grow up. They don't have um, the traditional vining-like qualities. A lot of times, vines of grape will actually grow up and then kind of like hang down. Like a classic vine would be, um, if you're going through the the wilds of North Carolina or um, Missouri, somewhere in the south, there are these big vines that are growing up the sides of a tree, some like hanging kind of off. And they have like really shaggy thick trunks maybe about an inch or two thick sometimes bigger um, but they have this really shaggy bark that like you can if you take your arms or your hands around it you like twist on it it'll like just kind of come off oh wow but it really it like sticks in your skin and your shirt and everything like I've had them where I've tried to like climb up one and then I got off and I was like oh my god like it's everywhere I hate
1: this it sounds maybe like a little bit like a cedar bark yeah a like little a red, bit like, like that like western red cedar yeah
2: and then it like has little like pokey Like little splinter kind of things that kind of Mm. just like, I don't know, they go into the air and they get all over you and they suck. It's pre
1: bark dusted. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's a pre dusted bark.
2: Yeah. So. They're great. Um, a lot of times, people grum, they just eat grapes. Every grape that you've had is a real-ass grape. Um, they don't have any seeds, and I, I should look up into the why that is. Like, is it a, a triploid, or is it genetically modified? I'm sure it's genetically modified. The seedless grapes. I'm almost,
1: yeah, I've, I'm almost sure I've had a, yeah. a, a grape with a seed in it.
2: Oh, yeah, lots. I mean, if you get a natural, Wait, why did you just say they have no seeds? Uh, if you go to the store, you can get seedless grapes. Yeah. Yeah, but each grape should have one seed in the very middle.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. I see
2: and um, they're great. So they have a, a. They're usually wind pollinated. They're delicious, and you can uh, smash them and get the uh, the juice out of them. <laughs> Alex just took another drink and did not appreciate it. You're doing great.
1: Thanks.
2: Um, but they're they're big vines, and they will take over stuff. It's actually kind of a problem in uh, a lot of places because as they grow up, they're very much able to take over an entire. Uh, area and they kind of latch on with little tendrils mm.
0: um
2: but they don't they they overshade a plant kind of like ivy where they don't actually destroy the the plant by like taking nutrients from it but they'll grow up these vines and they'll cover entire trees and they'll move over from tree to tree and basically put this big carpet of grapes on top of everything
1: which hey, is great if I, you're, you know, a Greek <laughs> god, you know. Hey, yeah. Do you think uh, when Dionysus was, like, redecorating his house, they were like, what do you want to do with the carpet? And he's like, grapes.
2: Grapes. A carpet of grapes. Make it alcoholic grapes, too. I want them already be fermented.
1: <laughs> Everywhere he walks, he leaves, like, a stained footprint of uh, grapes. Beautiful. What a life that would be. mm
2: well, that's what he does. That's what they did. Um, the poor, the poor vines though are just like um, we were talking about it earlier. If you grow them in a, um, uh, what is it? It's called viticulture, which is the growing of grapes specifically for wine. Oh. Most, I guess, honestly, it's viticulture. It's probably for non-wine too, for oh, like eating grapes or like the Concord grape juice. You know, Welch's with the little girl who loves the little grape juice thing. Sure. Um, so, viticulture is the you know the agriculture of growing uh, grapes. They grow them in vineyards, and those vineyards are they they keep grapes like so. I just, I feel bad for them. They basically have these little vines grow up and then they cut the top of the vine off maybe at three feet and they have mm. wires growing directly left and directly right. So you have basically a plant that they keep, they, they let it grow up to about three feet and then they take the vines and they grow them along these lines. So imagine a uh, a stake in the ground and then another three or four or five feet away, there's another stake in the ground, all the way down a long line. Yeah. And then you take a grape and you plant it at the base of each one of those stakes. Okay. Then you have wires going between those stakes, maybe like two or three levels of them. Then those grapes are attached to, the grape plants are attached to these lines and they grow out horizontally, perfectly spaced, kind of like an espalier a, a little bit.
1: Yeah. The
2: problem is though, they then... Top that little thing. This new tendril comes out, and they put it out there on those those uh, lines. It grows the grapes. They harvest the grapes, then they cut it back, and then they do it again, or they keep it really tightly,
1: specifically grown. Why is that a problem?
2: Um, because it just feels so unnatural, you know. Oh. It's I want the I want the I want it to be a vine. It's got such potential, and we just keep it so hemmed in into these little rows, and they're just like you get it, this. I want them to. I want them to grow and become big vines.
1: But They do also, right? This is just a commercialized just version of. Yeah, like I you, know, you said they grow in the wild. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, so
2: I can't be that upset. But you know, I don't think beautiful. I've ever
1: seen grapes in the wild. Uh, I'm not going oh.
2: to the right places. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any growing in the wild up here, but they definitely everywhere else in the world. Like in the in the East Coast, uh, in the I guess probably just Southern Europe, most likely the not Mediterranean, really Northern. I assume. Yeah, exactly. In France and things. Yeah. Well, they're, they're adorable when they grow there, but they just look, they look like they're constantly topped with these little like tendrils that just
1: kind of come out and that's what they grow from. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, Casey, uh, you, know, you know what? Oh, I forgot.
2: What? They have uh, also palmately lobed uh, leaves that funny enough look really similar to hops, they do the difference is um they grapes are usually like way fatter and i think they have five lobes instead of three they just look really big and
1: they're not related at all are they
2: um i don't believe they are no this is in uh, the the vitaceae and the vitales and the rosids.
1: i'm just looking at different families i'm looking at photos of grapes and they just look so delicious
2: they are my neighbor she's the sweetest sweetest old woman this is actually um, the neighborhood that I live in right now. I'm I'm in the act of moving like as we speak. Yeah. And um, but the neighbor that lives behind me, her name's Florence. She's just the sweetest old lady. And uh, I think I've talked about her on this show yes, once or twice. You have. Um, and she she made us uh, grape grape juice this year. She really? uh, yeah, she um, has vines growing on an arbor and they collected them all and she uh, invited us over but we couldn't make the the time she was doing the um, the graping and uh, ended up smashing all the grapes and made them into grape juice and then gave us a jar and said to you and your family Casey that's so
1: sweet it was
2: the nicest thing she's just such a nice woman how was it delicious yeah like Grown right behind my house. Damn. Yeah. We drank it really quick actually. That sounds good. In fact, it inspired me to get grape juice from like the uh the, the grape juice jars you can get, like from the store. Oh yeah. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna start
1: drinking some grape juice. That way I can like, you know, yeah. get my grape fix. Whatever happened to grape juice, I feel like in the nineties it was extremely popular. Like, yeah, maybe that was just a childhood thing. You drink grape juice. That's what I think it is, yeah. But also juice is like I th- I think had has been vilified a little bit because it's mm. so it's sugary Exactly.
2: well yeah it's i mean the good thing is that they're they're natural sugars so it's not like yeah. weird process things easier yeah. for your body to do but the problem is you're exactly right if you drink all these sugary juice drinks you're getting all the sugar and the delicious things without the the rest of the plant which yeah. is all the fiber and a bunch of other nutrients that are locked into the actual like um uh, the, the physical parts of this of mm-hmm. the, the fruit you know
1: Eh, I was just talking to Kyle about this, like the difference between drinking orange juice and eating an orange. Vast. Or, I mean, even even more explicitly, like between taking a vitamin D supplement and eating an orange. Hey, it's exactly right. The Ian. orange has other parts that are made to be digested and help improve your intake of the vitamin D in that is, the orange. It's
2: just so accurate. I'm just, yeah. I'm in love that you just said that,
1: <laughs> Casey. Let's give a review to grapes. Oh, right. And To this non alcoholic Riesling beverage.
2: That's what I'm talking about. All uh, right.
1: Let's start with Let's start with me. I, wow. We've a set a precedent. We can't do it two <laughs> times and not the third. I guess so. Uh, I. I don't know. Uh, well, I love grapes. Okay, yeah. Frozen grapes are a delight. Okay. I uh, I like grape juice decent enough. It's pretty good. Uh, not a big wine guy back in the day. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, this drink is not for me.
2: Ooh, not 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 what you're looking for. This, it, and this is the the fake riesling.
1: The, fa- the fake riesling. Okay. Um, I would probably offend the man who uh, the man who made this. Oh. Uh, by saying it's a fake reasoning, but it is. Yeah,
2: I guess I probably would too. So I feel a little, a little bit bad.
1: It's okay. Um, I'm going to give this like a 3.5 out of 10.
2: 3.5? Yeah, it's not for wow. me. Wow. Okay. All right. That's fair. Well. Okay. I'm going to have to think about this because. All right. I I like it. I like I like wine quite a bit. Yeah. And actually, especially because of my. Uh, uh, because of Hannah, I was going to say something that my brain shot off in six different directions. Um, Because of my partner, Hannah... In uh, her delicious uh, like ability for wine, I don't understand it, but she can taste things that I cannot taste, oh. smell things that I cannot smell. Is she a
1: bit of a connoisseur?
2: She is, but not like in a in a way where she's like, um, listen, I know. She's just like, yeah, you know, there's good wine, bad wine. If you have good wine and you can com- have bad wine, you know the difference all for of a sudden. For sure. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's very fair. I've tasted this difference as well. But she just like, I don't know. You know the term super taster or super smeller or something like that? Oh, yeah. these things? Mm-hmm. She has very highly sensitive smells and tastes interesting and i'm like i have i cannot smell that at all she's like you know, smell that it smells like 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 uh saffron and i'm like how did you smell what <laughs> you so she's never actually done that but regardless um so she's shown me like oh this is good i can drink this like six different wines and she could have six different ideas like oh this wine's good and peppery and i'm like what
0: mm. how you do you and i
2: drink it and i'm like this doesn't ha- i can't get that So, but what I have learned is that the nuances in grapes and uh, grape wines, so good. And I'm just like, I really like them now that I've been a little bit more exposed to quality. Um, But having said that, I also uh, have had my fair share of Franzia. In fact, there's a, a YouTube video of me, don't look it up, of me drinking a lot of Franzia and playing ping pong. Oh my God
1: i'm and looking it up right now i
2: don't even know if you can I, I i don't know if you could find it in fact i think one person from the podcast found it and like said clap for trees is this you and i think i messaged back and i said tell no one and then wow. he messaged back and just had a smiley face and i was
1: like this is my man that's incredible
2: anyway i'm not gonna tell anyone how to find it so um <laughs> the moral of the story is it's a. Uh, Yeah, I I like wine. I think it's good, and I like grapes, and I I like the vines a lot. I'm going to give them a 7.5, the lowest of all, because the fact that I cannot swing on a vine of grapes without destroying my hands makes me upset. (laughs) Okay. I, I want a vine. If it's a vine that's big enough for one to climb, it should be appropriate that it has evolved so that I can grasp, 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 grasp my hands around it
1: comfortably and swing from tree to tree. Are you saying you wanna you wanna climb that wine vine? I do. I want to climb that wine vine. Wow!
2: And uh, swing as if a line the next tree <laughs> i tried to come up with something i couldn't do it i had the time
1: to think about it so it's okay <laughs> that's
2: fair i you should have just ended with i had the time
1: <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, 7.5, 7.5 because it, 5, it hurts solid. my hands and sometimes kills trees but wine delicious get good wine it's worth it also if we flood the market with good wine yes. it
1: becomes cheaper that's right then everyone can afford it also why not just drink less of higher quality of anything you know
2: why? Oh, you, why not? I'm oh, saying. okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, same not? with
1: with meat, and you know. You it, mean you should? Are you saying? Are you advocating to get higher quality stuff? I'm advocating if you're able, spend a little bit more money to buy higher quality things made by yes. actual human beings. Agreed. And just ingest, just have less of it. Yeah. And you'll spend the same amount of money.
2: It's exactly right, and. It's better for you. It's better for them. It's better for everybody. You might enjoy it more too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's the scarcity. If
1: you if you're always getting something all the time, then you don't care about it. And I and I did say the same with meat. As in, you know, you can buy two pounds of uh factory farm beef for like six bucks. Uh, maybe not six dollars. Honestly,
2: actually, maybe six dollars.
1: You can, but you can also spend, you know, eight bucks on one pound of like farm fresh beef and yeah. it's better for you and it tastes better. And
2: that cow probably had a way better life.
1: And it's better for the environment. We
2: passed so many factory farms and it was just like, Ugh. Oh, it was so sad. I, they, some of them I think were, uh, dairies, uh, in the Southern Midwest. And it was just like, Oh Awful. yeah, it was pretty rough. Like you walk by and you're like, I can't eat a steak. It's the saddest cow I've ever seen in my life.
1: Fuck. Well, on that note, that concludes <laughs> our discussion of, Three trees in one. That is coffee, it. hops. These are not trees, actually. No, they're not. That's trees, the whole premise like of the it. show. <laughs> uh, coffee, hops, and grapes. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep, we certainly did. I, I enjoy any episode where I get to ingest something.
2: That's true. Yeah, and I'm always curious. And of course, this is on Patreon, so there's a, a direct link. Um, send us messages about what you guys think, because I'm also curious what other people think of these things. Because yeah. uh, there's such a there's such a wide array. Some people are like, I will never touch this plant again it's disgusting
1: I hate it yeah let us know your thoughts on hop water yeah exactly hop water thank you so much for listening to the Completely Arboretum Casey Alex let's go order some food we'll see you in a little bit bye